The thing I love most about this rivalry, yeah. everybody's wrong until the result comes in. Let's go. They always say, throw out the records when it comes to this rivalry. On that day, you have to prove that you're the better team in the state of Michigan. I don't get why both teams can't be great at the same time. It doesn't always have to be one or the other. I love you, man, but you're an idiot. A Michigan, Michigan State podcast. And here's your hosts, Justin Rose and Michael Spath. <laughs> don't laugh. You're supposed to open the show today. Got to get there, Michael. Come on, Michael. I'm just doing my oh, Superman. I thought, I thought, doing my Superman. I thought you were doing like, I love you. I thought that was like your, I love you, man. No. Oh, that was your it is, Superman. And listen, man, we are 48 hours away. Maybe less, depending on when someone's listening to this podcast. Depending on, yeah. and maybe the game could already be over and somebody's listening to this. And I want to let them know. I'm fired up. You know, I'm, I'm glad to see I'm that. Fired I'm glad up. to hear that. I'm glad to see it because this I was wasn't a week. fired up. This was a week earlier, the first podcast, we were kind of like ho-humming a little bit, Dude. but I agree. I, and I, you know, my wife has been flying the Michigan State flag, but maybe tomorrow morning she'll, she'll say to me, hey, can we go put the green and white out there along with the maize and blue? All right. And, and just, so I, yeah. a, a little quick story time. Uh, picked up Michael this morning uh, because he needed a ride to the podcast because the, the car was in the shop. So I'm happy to do it. We get in the car and this is what every oh, Spartan needs yeah. to do on Saturday morning or Saturday when you need to pick me up, go to Spotify or your favorite, wherever you listen to this podcast and you type in the Michigan State University fight song and you blare that baby in your car because we drove here and this guy was silent. He's like, <laughs> I can't. I said, my car, my audio. That's not what I said. I said, you know how many times I've heard this fight song in, no, since, I, I, this, since I've been bet, married? It's a better story when you didn't even look at me and you hated my guts. So I'm going to say it that way. My, yeah, look, I don't know what my wife has in store for me tomorrow. She seems to pull a little bit of pranks here and there. We just did a article with M Live. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Sam Dodge from M Live. Yes. And I mentioned how one year my wife's like, hey, I made you pancakes. And I'm like, wow, this is the best wife ever. And I go out and there's like a little Sparty S in the middle of the pancakes. It's green. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right? Like delicious pancakes. And then, then I'm, then I, you know, I'm a big, uh, I was a big milk drinker at one point and, uh, she's like, oh, I have a glass of milk for you too. And she like serves and it's green milk. And I'm like, come on, what are you doing here? She's, she's hid my Michigan flag before. Um, she's woken me up on game day with like Michigan state fight song. And I give it back. And I, I, you know, I, you know, I'll certainly play the Michigan fight song, but our son, before we had two kids, uh, you know, she came downstairs and John was just all in Michigan stuff the day of the game. And she was like, no, 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 no. She's like, we need to put him in a Michigan shirt in a Michigan state. I'm like, nope, nope. He's a Wolverine today. So oh, we do all boy. kinds of fun stuff like that. And that's the genesis of how this podcast all that's came right. to be. Right. Right. So, no. And, 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 and Sam again from M live, if you haven't checked out the article, it's, it's a fun article. Uh, we got to take some fun pictures together that hopefully we'll be able to use them with the podcast you're moving forward. But this week is so fun. And we're, we have so, we have two guests today yeah. that I think you guys are really going to enjoy. Two guys that played in the game, obviously one Michigan, one Michigan state guy, Brian, the worky, my guy covered him for a couple of years, quarterback at Michigan State. And then you had a good pull today, too. Yeah, J.U. Chesson, former Michigan wide receiver. And I think we're going to leave with J.U. because bragging rights, Michigan won the last game. So we're going with Michigan guy uh, first. All right, I'll allow it. I want to welcome to the podcast J.U. Chesson, wide receiver for Michigan. Played for the Wolverines from uh, 2013 to 2016. Um, has a, a great victory over Michigan State in 2016. We'll get into that, but uh, Ju, thank you very much for for joining us on the 
He doesn't even know the name of the podcast, the I Love You But You're an Idiot podcast, where we That's talk true. all things Michigan, mm. Michigan State. So mm. thank you very much, man. Gotcha. Of course, of course. No, pleasure to be here, gentlemen. Jay, you take us back. So, you know, your early part of your career is the Brady Hoke era. And, yeah. and, you know, and then Jim Harbaugh comes in. And one of the things that Jim Harbaugh was brought to the University of Michigan to do was, in the eyes of mm. Michigan fans, restore the proper pecking order in the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry. Justin doesn't exactly. like to hear that, but that's what he was brought here for. Took so take long us, enough to make things right. Yeah. So take us through the those that early, you know, the early years of, of Jim Harbaugh and the mentality of like, here's the here is Michigan State who has dominated the Wolverines for about a decade. And how did you what, yeah. what type of attitude was there to try to get this back to the way it was? Yeah, so you know, so obviously, right, like, you know, Coach Harbaugh needs no introduction, but you know, when we we found out he was coming to to Ann Arbor. Um, I actually remember it was the, um, if you guys remember, Jim Hackett was the interim AD, right? And so I'll give you a quick story about that, that I think people appreciate. So Jim Hackett had us, uh, we're in a meeting room and he was, you know, telling us and walking us through how he, you know, selected the new head coach for the University of Michigan, right? And so he he had this thing called like the swim lane theory. I don't know if you, have you guys heard this story? No. No, okay. well, you're about to be enlightened. So, so check it out. So he had this thing called the swim lane theory, right? And um, he would make these, you know, these Olympic swim lanes, right? Draw them on the whiteboard and he would write down qualities about each, you know, uh, 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 interviewee that they were looking at. And so he would like put up uh, in the meeting room, he was just like putting up fake names. He's like, well, if I had a guy named Tom, uh, Joe, and then he wrote Jim, right? And everybody in the, the meeting room was like, oh, Jim, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. And then he was like, no, not Jim Harbaugh, just writing Jim. And they were like, BS, it's, it's Jim. So we, we feel like he kind of, you know, slipped it out a little bit. But sure enough, like two weeks later in St. Louis, um, we get like a this big Zoom like meeting or whatever, uh, this conference call. It was Coach Harbaugh, right? And, um, you know, he's introducing himself. And it was like he literally set the tone. That was literally our first meeting, like via telephone, right? Set the tone like there's no BS, nothing. We come in that next uh, winter semester uh he's there in like december or something he has the whole team ranked from best player to worst player wow and we were like oh yeah yeah no this this is real this is real so so that that winter semester you know just to say the least was you know it was tough it was tough man and i think really what coach wanted to do was you know um really just you know come in just I mean, just not being a hard ass, right? But, you know, you just really, you can't let, like, things that, you know, kind of flew before, you know, he had to shut that stuff down, right? So he came in, you know, you know, uh, pretty strict, but he was very fair, right? He was very fair, and he kind of let the guys who wanted to lead and who wanted to win kind of step up, and he let the guys who, you know, were just okay with being mediocre and losing Michigan State here and there, you know, he kind of let them funnel their way out. And, you know, it, it, it's really not all too different, you know, from from what you see when you have these big program you know turnovers but except with us um i think what was pretty cool is we we actually had a lot of guys that wanted to win that wanted to beat state that wanted to beat ohio that wanted to to set the tone and you know for future generations of michigan football to come right so um when coach harbaugh was in there man like i'm telling you that the first like few months was just obviously really getting adjusted to coach and his style but ultimately man like he really set precedence of like look like all this other BS we were doing is not going to fly. Like the expectation is, is this and literally, you know, everything, you know, no offense, but everything is, you know, geared to being in Ohio. 
And, you know, obviously if we're good enough to beat Ohio, we feel like we're good enough to beat state, you know? So th- that's just the Michigan mentality, you know? Yeah. So, so, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I think that gives that a little bit of insight of like how like tough he came in on us when he first got there. I love to hear like, like, where were you? Do you remember where you were on the list? Oh man, yo, I'm gonna just say in between like 40 and 60 when you first got there. And then of course you probably were motivated to not be between 40 and 60. I mean, I love the tech. I finished, I finished at like, uh, I I think I was the the MVP that year. So I finished at like one, but, but the thing is, man, like pretty good. Just, just like the, just, just the grind though, man, is like, I think that that was like one of my favorite, like just college experiences period. Right. Like looking back on it, man, like, it, it really challenged me personally to grow. And I think a lot of guys grew in between that January to like August, right? Like yeah, where we had, yeah. you know, winter ball, spring, spring ball, you know, uh, summer, you know, seven on sevens, like a lot of guys like matured, like not just as like football players, but like as men, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things that like coach Harbaugh has left, you know, not on just me, but a lot of guys that, you know, came through the program around that time. He's a different guy now though. He He's not, I will say he's a, he's, he's settled down a little bit. He's not as, you know, he's still strict. He's still himself, but like that menacing, like that fear. <laughs> Yo, so it, now he was dealing that, with that, NFL that, players yeah, the, and all of a sudden he has to come out and deal with college for getting off easy. Yeah. Jay, you exactly, had, exactly. had one of the best six game stretches as a wide receiver in the history of Michigan football. He caught nine touchdowns uh, and I don't have his exact numbers, but it was like, it, it, it was like 650 yards over six games to finish out his junior season um, and a couple and, and beat Florida in the bowl game. And he had two against Minnesota he had four touchdowns and 10 catches against Indiana um, as a junior. And then he had a, you know, he had a really good senior season too uh, when Michigan, um, you know, was, was one of the top two teams in the country. Uh, and so JU, so 2015, I mean, you guys are doing everything you're supposed yeah. to do and then you're actually beating mm-hmm. Michigan state and Justin likes this game a lot more than I do. And I'm, I'm but I they know, beat I you know, right at the end. Right at the end. Right at the end. And so right I don't want to end, focus yeah. on that one. What I want to focus in on is how did that game? Hey, 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 hey. he's a Michigan guy. We treat we treat him <laughs> the work he was kid gloves. I, I just talk. had one question. Sure, just ask one your question. <laughs> if it's shoot, 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 shoot. All, all, all I want to know is like you know, obviously, four hundred things had to happen in that moment. The ball had to just happen to fall yeah. into Watts Jackson's hands, and like a million different things. Yeah. And Jake Butt literally yeah. and Jake, one more yard, right? And he's tackled at the one yard, and line. it's over. Jake game, and the game's yeah. over. My point is, yeah. is yeah. in that moment, like nobody knew what to do. But I want to know from a player who played in the game, who saw it kind of unfold right in front of them, and you're. What what was going on? What ha- what were you? What yeah. what did you do? No no no. So so what I was saying was well, you got to kind of take it a couple series before because we we had a chance to kind of seal the deal, but we ended up uh, it was it was actually a punt before that one. Um, you know, gave them field position, then you turn the field over, and then obviously you know we weren't able to get the first down. Um, I think I got uh, Jake missed me on like a seam route or something. Ended up having to punt, mm-hmm. and in that situation, right, like you know you know, they're going to come after the ball, right? You know, you're going to, they're going to, you know, harass your snapper, harass your, your PP, harass your, your punter. Right. And like, they, I mean, the, the game's almost over, you know, so, you know, that's, you know, what's going to come and you, you know, you just kind of got to be, you know, stout in there. Now, you know, I hate talking about what could have been, what should have been or whatever, but like, you know, there are certain things that people don't look at as far as like how the snapper is treated you know, and, and we feel like at, in that evening, I, I saw it immediately. What I was looking at was what uh, how they're going to blow up the snapper, right? And so, because there's certain ways you can't hit the snapper when he's his head's down or exposed. 
And all of that, like, went out the window. And, and I guess it was, like, a good no call or whatever you want to call it. But, like, you know, they just let us play because no that's just what you do. You let Michigan and State play. Bad no call. You let us play. But, like, that that one I kind of wish they called. You know, I'm, I'm really not – I don't really let, you know, like the game being in the hands of the referees. You know, I just like it being in my hands or, you know, my teammates' hands. But, but literally on the sideline, I was like – literally, I was like, what – in the heck i didn't say heck obviously you know i was going thumb, but but i was like what is going on and like it was just a shock right and we we're just kind of you know just standing there like damn man like and you know that one stung that one stung a lot because you know we had a little nice little roll going and you know and when you play state man like i always say this you know one of my um my roommates in college uh bo deaver is actually dating a a Spartan girl now. And, and I always tell her this, right? Cause you know, I got to get along with her. She might be, you know, my sister-in-law <laughs> in the future. So, so I got to get along with her, but I always tell us, I look like, like Michigan state bothers me so much just because of the dirt they do during the game, man. Like, yo, from like pulling your leg hairs at the, your, you know, <laughs> your, you know, you're down, like twisting your ankle a little bit, like kind of getting up and kind of pulling your face mask. Like, Dude, and I'm a generally a nice guy, you know, and so I, I have to go into places where I really don't like when I play Michigan State, you know, because I'm really not a jerk, you know, so, wait, but wait, they bring it out of me. Did, yeah. But you guys, no Wolverines ever gave it back that way? Yo, look, we just gave back what, what was deserved, you know, and I, I mean, you know. <laughs> this we, is a rivalry. We, I mean, we, we had some guys dude. in our team. It's so dude, good. We, we it's had so some good. guys on our team. You know, literally, we had some guys on our team, like, you know, like, they were like, yo, don't, don't F with me type of attitude. You know, I know Joe Bolden was one of those guys, like, hard nose, like, you would not do anything to Joe Bolden. Like, we had uh, James Ross, um, a.k.a. Biggs, Jared Wilson, like, those dudes were like, like, they, they were headhunters, you know, so, so, you know. I so don't pull their leg here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't yeah. do that to those guys. Just, they, Jay used trying to reach up that, the, you know? and grab the nose hair, and he's like, "I'm trying to pull this guy's nose hair out." You know, yeah. there's nothing worse than getting your yeah. nose hair pulled out. Uh, so. I'll start crying. Immediately. Yeah. So Jay, yeah. you so yeah, know, so let me ask this because the next year, so your your 2016, yeah, you guys, you essentially won like 30 to 17. They they scored with one second to go, and Jabril then returns mm-hmm. the two point conversion. Um, yeah. all the way down the field and, and the whole thing. So, I mean, you guys, you know, had a, a pretty comfortable victory, but they were similar to this year. Like they were a bad football team. It was the three and nine football year, but because you were so motivated, you know, was there any, Oh, we got lost the, yeah. Stop called calling JU. Stop calling him. People need to know. I know dude. My, my yeah. pe- people, I didn't tell anybody I was on this. It was last minute, but no, forgive them, but go ahead. Go ahead. People, people need to know what. They were down as a program, right? But I imagine similar to this year, mm-hmm. you don't get, you don't care. Like no mercy, right? Like you had your yeah. own motivation. Yo. You're, you're not looking and going like, well, yeah. they're a two, two and six football team at this time. Like you probably went in that 2016 game. Like we are going to punish the hell out of these guys because that's what they deserve right now. No, no. So at the end of the day, right, a rivalry. Look, a rivalry is about at, like at the core of a rivalry, right? It's like in order for something to be a rivalry, there has to be obviously, you know, mutual feelings of distaste or, and and really deeper than that of like respect, right? Because Michigan state makes us want to be better. Right. And we make them want to be better. Right. And so regardless how crappy any team is, you know, on any given day, your rival can kick your ass. Literally, you can be the number one team in the country. It's happened. It's happened Mm -hmm. countless times. You'd be the number one team in the country. Their team is unranked, but for whatever reason, 
Because you got to understand, like, in, in the offseason, literally everything we do, literally break down the huddle, we say beat state. You know, we say beat Ohio. We, we, we say these things, right? And, and it's literally conditioned in our minds that no matter what happens, look, no offense to no Illinois or whatever team, you know, but, like, it's, it's not that same type of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, conditions, I should say. I don't want to say respect because we respect all, right? But, like, but we fear none. But the thing is, when you play, you know, your rival, right, like, Literally, that is the game you've been preparing like your whole career for. Every time you go in the weight room, you break down, you say beat state, you say beat Ohio. Every single time, you know, you know, you have a bad practice, we're like, oh man, like we would have gotten beat by state today if we played like this, right? So it doesn't matter. Look, I don't even look at the records because all of a sudden, yo, th- those corners that all of a sudden couldn't play cover one and were trash. Now they got their hands <laughs> in your face all of a sudden, you know, putting their hands in your chest, keeping you at the line of scrimmage. And all of a sudden you're like, dang, on film, all they did was, you know, uh, two man or whatever. And like, you know, they had me a little outside shade, but then all of a sudden now they want to get balls in play cover zero and then really try to strap me up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you really got to let all that, like leave your mind. And yo, this team, I don't care what the record is. Like anybody can get this work and especially them this weekend, you know, Ju, I got to ask you this. Cause it sounds like you're, you're on, on our team with this, the, the rival, when both teams are better, it's a better rivalry. Like, I mean, it's always going to be no matter what the record, but like, I feel like you're kind of saying what I've, Michael and I both kind of been lockstep. Like we want to 2021, we want top 10 matchups Mm -hmm. every year. Like that's what really gets my blood boiling. And I'm sure as a player, like Michigan, this, these Michigan players know that they have to win to get their, their higher goals. And it's a little bit less resistance, even though to your point, throw the records out. Mm -hmm. You're not rooting for Michigan State. Don't get. I'm not trying to make you say that, but at the same time, like you want these programs to be. Yeah, no, powerhouses. Yeah, because really, at the end of the day, you know, um, like, like, well, hmm. for for me as a Michigan man, right? Like, I, I look at this game and I'm like, look, like we got to have it. You know, we got to have it. Obviously, you know, internal bragging rights, you know, all that stuff. You got to have it, and it's one of these games where like there's so much tradition and history and culture and. And, and, you know, you just got to have this one, you know, like nobody's going to like, obviously you don't want to lose to anybody. Right. But like, you just can't lose to your rivals, you know, like, and, and, and that's just kind of what, you know, uh, uh, this game's about. And, and I, I want to see, you know, Michigan state, you know, do well, uh, uh, when, you know, coming into playoffs, right. Just because like, and Taylor Juan said this, you know, earlier this week, right. It's like any hope that your rival can kind of build off for themselves and, and whatever they need to tell themselves to get them psyched, to try to give you your best, because as a competitor, Guys, like this is really all we want, right? Like, what what more could you ask for as a competitor, right? Like, you you want your 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 opponent to be as good as possible. So there's no doubt, there's no doubt when you kick that ass. Excuse my language. When you kick okay. that ass, there's no doubt that look, we were better than you that year. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that's all it was. You know, and yeah. you guys, you guys were the best you could be, and we still beat you, right? There's no like, oh man, like. Because now, you know, let's say we beat them, right? Then they'll say, oh, no, you know, they're having an off year, blah, 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 right? Like, when they beat us in 2015, they're not saying, oh, no, Michigan, oh, man. You know, we can't say we had an off year. We had a pretty good season, you know? But, like, we didn't, you know, we didn't accomplish our main goals. But, like, but now it's like, you know, you beat State this year. Oh, man, like, we had an off year. We were rebuilding. We had all this, you know, extracurricular activities off the field with all this other stuff. Like, we, we weren't focused. There's so many rooms for excuse. So that's why I personally, I love my opponents being like undefeated, you know, sure. especially rivals. Yeah. From yeah. You know what I mean? I love what Jay was saying, because here's one of the things I've always disagreed with. And then we'll let Jay off with our last question is, you know, I've heard people say like, Oh, well, Mark D'Antonio had all this success when it was the Richard and Brady Hoke era. And I'm like, well, does it not mm-hmm. count when, mm-hmm. does it not count when Michigan state was down? Like 
look, you beat the opponent that's in front of you. And what JU is saying is that no matter what the record of Michigan State is, no matter what the record of Michigan is, is that week there is an there is a focus in practice. There's a focus on game day that you're going to play your best football. And so with JU, with that in mind, what are you expecting in the game on Saturday at Spartan Stadium under the lights, the first time in the history of the rivalry that that game is being played at night yeah. in Spartan Stadium? They're going to wear all black uniforms. Um, yes, they're not in a great position right now. They're two and four. But what are you expecting from the Spartans and what are you expecting from the Wolverines on Saturday night? So first of all, speak, um, I mean, I think State's going to come out, you know, obviously everybody is going to be, you know, hyped, right? Like you already know that the first night game, like you can't not be excited for this game. You know, like guys probably wouldn't be able to sleep the night before, you know, and, and the thing is, it's tricky because it's a night game. So you're so excited to play in this type of game that you're like, oh, crap, no, I actually need to sleep, get some rest, because, you know, when that second, third, fourth quarter starts coming around, like, I, I need that, you know, that that sleep from uh, uh, the night before. But um, really what it is, though, I think State's going to come out, uh, uh, you know, hot, right? Like, I think they're going to come out, uh, uh, you know, pissed off, like, you know, a chip on their shoulder, as they should. And I think Michigan's going to come out, and we, we really need to manage our emotions, and we need to manage the environment, because I think, <clears throat> especially offensively, you know, the stadium, you know, uh, is because obviously all games start at 0-0. And right. And if it's 0-0, you know, Sparty fans are going to be, you know, oh, you know, they're going to be hot. You know, so that first third down we get when it's 0-0, you know, JJ is going to be under the center, whatever it is, or in gun. Like, you know, we're going to have to really communicate and, and we're going to have to, uh, uh, you know, put our guys in position to succeed. And I really do think the coaching staff does an excellent job of that because what I just described is indeed all hype. And it literally has or it literally should have no effect on how we run the ball, no effect on how we throw the ball. Right. But you and I both know. Right. We all know, you know, as players and former players. Right. Like there is a level of <clears throat> uh, edge that, you know, the, the home team has just because of the you know crowd control, the noise and stuff like that. So we're going to have to be good in our silent counts. But I, I expect state to come out, you know, you know, fiery hot uh, in terms of their hype levels. But I, I, I expect uh uh, Michigan to come out and just, you know, and just manage themselves and manage them and, you know, do what we got to do to get the dub. Score prediction. Score prediction. You got one. Mm. 24 and a half point. Not a big fan of score predictions. 24 and a half but point is that, what, is that what the spread That's is? That's the yeah. spread. So 24 and a half point? Yeah. Mm, th- okay. So I'll put you this. If you don't want to do a, a score, will Michigan yeah. cover the spread? Now, let me will. give you, let me, Brian Lewerke told us earlier, Michigan has not yeah. beaten Michigan State in Spartan Stadium by more than 14 points in the last 25 in years. In the last 25 yeah. years. And they've been heavy. Is that what it is? Yeah. Like, it was uh, 1991 was, like, the one time, and then there was 1988 or 86 yeah. when they blew the doors off. Okay. Of but. I mean, see, that that's what the rivalry games are, you know. Like, it's 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 tough for always there. Because, look, like, you know, they may be having a down year or whatever you want to call it, you know. But <clears throat> I think, you know, man, like, I think we'll cover, man, but I, I really do. In my book, man, like literally all that matters is the dub, you know, but um, as far as like score, I think I want to take it a step further, right? I think what you're going to look at is just the wear and tear that I think our O-line, our D-line, our backers, right? And how physical, you know, like I think the, the more dominant physical team is going to win this game because there may be some big plays, you know, here and there that, you know, each team makes, but I really do think it's going to be grinded out in the trenches like it always is, right? And so I think whoever's able to get those heavy hands, uh, the receivers blocking, you know, whatever it is, right? Like how we pass protect and how we set that that attitude. I think you'll definitely see um, 
early in the game, like, okay, well, I can kind of get a vibe of what which way this game's going to go. And I think from that standpoint, it could go either way, right? Because both teams are going to, you know, try to have heavy paws and, yep. you know, and really try to be more physical than the other. But you're taking Michigan. <laughs> I think he's taking them to cover always. 25. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> always, always. All right, always. J.U., thank you very much, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank uh, you so much. You guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, awesome. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you. It's my pleasure to now bring in former Michigan State starting quarterback for multiple games in the rivalry game, Brian Lewerke. Brian, first, before we get into the game, I got to ask you this because I've always wanted to ask somebody that I've covered this. Was I was I was I a good media guy to you guys? Oh my god! Yeah, I want to know. I want to know. That's how you, you start were. the pot. That's oh. how I, I want to know. You I want to know if I walked in there, he was like, "Yeah, this guy's a joke," or. Hey, we I like mean, that guy. to be honest, Ryan, later there on, weren't really a lot a of guys where it's like, oh man, I can't stand this guy. There, like, there wasn't really anyone like that. Okay, I feel like everyone was pretty. Everyone was solid. No one really was that rubbed me the wrong way. So you definitely did not. You were good. All right, we can move on with our lives now, Michael. Are you ready to? Uh, to I'm, I, I, I needed that, that for, Madison line. Like, I feel dumber for having <laughs> been part of this moment. <laughs> that, that works for me. That works uh, for me. Okay. Uh, all right. So obviously, you know, the, the ramp up to the rivalry is here. Coach D'Antonio did such a good job of actually making this rivalry, you know, kind of swing back to Michigan State. And you obviously were a part of that when you were a freshman and a sophomore. Um, So take us through kind of like what inside the room was like leading up to this week and, and, and motivation. And I guess how much did you guys talk about just this rivalry throughout the week? Um, a bunch. And I mean, it's, it's a rivalry you talk about for basically the entire year. Um, when, when we're in the off season, uh, we have like a little sign in our thing that says blah, blah, days till Michigan, like counts on the days and hours. And then once we get into the season, it goes like week by week. So it'll start each week with the opponent we're playing that week. But in the off season, we're always counting down to the Michigan game. Um, we're always trying to do one more rep in the weight room for Michigan. Um, and it's something that, you know, I was from the West coast, so I wasn't very familiar with the rivalry here at all. But once you get there, like the first, the first time you play against them, even if, you know, my first game I was redshirted, so I wasn't even playing, but like, you know, just how intense it gets and how serious it gets. Yeah. I mean, uh, Brian, you, you know, you, again, you, you started three games against Michigan from 2017 to 19. And, you know, I have good memories and I also have some memories of you beating Michigan there. So I have great was, memories. Yeah. What was, uh, <laughs> what was it like when, cause 2016, you were, you got in as a, a late in the game, 2017 yeah. was your show. So what was yeah. it like for you in 2017? And that was the rain game. I mean, it poured and, and you guys, yeah. uh, I think you were a pretty big underdog in that one and were able to come out on top. So take us through the memories of the week leading up to that. And then the, the day of, and. And obviously the, the big victory over Michigan in 2017. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't remember too much about the week leading up. I mean, I do remember we were unranked and they were number seven or eight at the time, I think. Um, and it was the first night game in the rivalry history. Um, and it was my first uh, start playing at, playing at Michigan. Um, and I remember uh, throughout the week a little bit hearing about the rain that was going to be coming on Saturday. And trying to get out in front early and be able to score some points. Cause I knew that we were not going to be able to do much in the second half um, <clears throat> with all the rain. It, it was going to be tough just to get the ball snapped and hand it off. So we tried to get out hot and early um, ended up working, had a couple touchdowns. Um, that's still my favorite play 
in my career uh, to this day that that first touchdown we scored against them where I ran it in. Um, so it was a lot of fun, man. That, and that was probably my favorite game while, while I was at state. So you're standing, I think it was like the, you're inside the 15 yard line. You get, it was it a called QB draw run or was it? No. You just, you just saw it kind of open and, and it just, yeah, I saw, I saw it was man coverage and Michigan ran a lot of man back in the day. So I saw it was man coverage and uh, no one really had me. I think the, the backer, he might've been spying. I can't remember, or he might've had the running back in man coverage, but I saw he went kind of the other way. And I, I just really went through my reads, saw the gap open. I just freaking took it and ran in. So. What, I, can you even do you still think about the chills that you get from like when you dove in? It was kind of one of those things where you, you you got in and it was like, okay, this is a big deal. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I kind of blacked out when I scored a touchdown. Like <laughs> I, I got up, my helmet was like up on my nose. And I just, I'm just like looking around. Everyone's like, pull my helmet down, slap me in the head. I didn't, I didn't really do a celebration because I didn't really like, I was like kind of shocked. Yeah. Um, I kind of got whacked in the hip there too. Uh, I think. Someone put their helmet right into my hip, and it was it's kind of bugging me for a couple of weeks after that. But it was definitely worth it. Yeah, definitely. And that was the that was the the famed. Who was the the <laughs> DB that did that to McDoom when he dropped that, that was, pass? Uh, oh. Lane. Lane. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. That was. I, I kind of blocked that whole game out from my memory. I don't really have. Uh, I actually. So funny thing. Uh, I have a towel left by one Shea mm. Patterson that was oh, left okay. on the uh, turf when I was out there doing interviews and stuff after the game. And I'll, here, I'll give you one of these because I want you to talk about, you know, what's next for Michigan State coaching-wise and stuff and trying to find a guy like D'Antonio. But he and I had a pretty good relationship because we did a lot of, like, interviews and whatnot. But I remember after that game being down on the field at, at Michigan Stadium and he kind of jogged by me and he kind of, I'm going to do it. He kind of looked back at me and went, <laughs> And then he went on his way. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, the, I, I don't think anyone ever saw it. It was just a thing between me and D'Antonio. Yeah. And it was awesome. That's How funny. much did he love coming into the locker room after a game like that? And just being like, yeah, I mean, like, that, like that's him. It's just like, like, that, <laughs> that, like, like that's just his personality. He's a, uh, he's a funny dude. And he's, he's like, so like, like bipolar sometimes he would, you know, he would be like really happy and then he could snap at you real quick. But most of the time he was pretty mellow. Um, and he definitely likes beating Michigan, um, especially at, at their place. And, um, we, we always love doing it for him too. It is so like, this is what is great about this rivalry is, you know, here's Brian talking. Oh no, Mark was a nice guy. And you ask any Michigan fan, they're like, that <laughs> smug, arrogant <laughs> asshole, right? Like that's how they would describe him. You know, I know oh, what is yeah. that guy? He's always got a scowl on his face, and like, what's wrong with that dude, right? Like, they just—that's their imper, you know, their impression of Mark D'Antonio is this guy that's just always walking around with, like, you know, just perpetually pissed off. And but that is Brian. I mean, in my lifetime, and Justin, and I talked about it in an earlier podcast. Like, that is what was necessary on the Michigan State side to be able to flip this rivalry. Because when he came in in 2007, I think Michigan had won, what was it, six in a row? Something like that, yeah. And, and you yeah. know, and, and, it, and it was the Mike Hart little brother and all this different stuff. Like, you needed someone like Mark D'Antonio that essentially walked into that locker room, and, and you know better than, than I would, but instead, like, enough of this, you know, shit. Like, we're done. Like, we're, we're, we're not getting bullied anymore. We're going to be the bully. I wonder what, I mean, you weren't at the there at the beginning, but I wonder what it was like that culture that was passed on to you from that generation before you that, that really did flip the rivalry. Yeah. I mean, he made it personal and I think that was what was kind of needed in the rivalry. Um, he kind of embraced the underdog mentality 
and carried it throughout his entire tenure there um, and definitely instilled it into all the guys. And I can see what you mean. I mean, like if I was on the uh, the other side, I probably wouldn't like Coach D as an outsider looking in. But obviously, like I'm a Michigan State guy. I played for him. I freaking love him. Um, and it, I mean, it's probably the same for us with Harbaugh as well. Like I looking on the outside, I'm not really a big fan of him. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, we we always embraced that underdog mentality, and and we loved um, every chance we had to embrace it. So switching gears to this year. Um, not really going the way that we would have liked potentially. Um, yeah. Do you like the black uniforms though? I know they're going to rock those. Are you, yeah. you, you, those are kind of slick. I do. They're better than the, the neons that we had. So <laughs> you had to walk out. There. Did you feel like a cartoon character? Cause I feel like you guys looked like a bunch of cartoon characters. Yeah. <clears throat> it was just, it was, yeah, it was just too much going on. Yeah. You, you had the white, you had the neon, you had the dark green. It was, yeah, it was, it was just too much, but I'm very excited to see the black. Um, it's our first like black uniform in yeah, history, ever, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean okay. the, the pro combats yeah. from like the early I 2010s, I think William Golston's, uh, you know, oh, kind of okay. time yeah, at Michigan state, they wore those, pro- but those yeah. were like dark green and the bold, yeah. uh, or the bronze and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, you, did you guys yeah. wear that helmet once? Didn't you guys wear that pro uh, combat helmet once? Uh, in 2015, I think we might've one time or maybe in 16 as well. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like the old school one. It was kind of yeah. like a new right, rendition right. one. Uh, yeah. Let me let me ask you this, Brian, because this week, I mean, yeah, it's you you have prominent Michigan State members of the media who are expecting a blowout on Saturday night. You're, you know, it's a, it's when you guys in 2017, I think you were a 14 point dog, maybe, um, and at that time it was like the biggest in the rivalry. Like they're a 25 point underdog. So yeah. what, like, take me into the mentality of the Michigan State locker room this week. They they just changed quarterbacks, so that does provide a little bit of energy and some spark in the whole thing. But how do you, you know, it, it, I mean, the rest of us may think it's it's a pipe dream, but like, how do you go into it and say we're going to shock the world? Like, what is what is the mentality, the attitude of a Michigan State Spartan as they're getting ready for the first night Michigan uh, Michigan game in, in Spartan Stadium history? I think I think if you need the coaches to motivate you for this game, then you are in the wrong place because this is the first night game at, at Spartan Stadium. Um, you're wearing the first uniforms in the history of Michigan State, first black uniforms, and it's Michigan Week. And I I know you know Coach Coach HB has been through it a bunch. Um, he knows everything about the rivalry, um, and I'm sure he's I'm, I'm sure he's going to get him fired up. But these guys are going to be able to motivate themselves and. I think it, it kind of gets thrown around a lot. You kind of throw the rivalry or the record out the window when it comes to this rivalry, but I think it is very true. Um, anything can happen and emotions are running high. So, yeah. so what's the recipe? What do they got to do? Yeah. You've watched this team. You've watched probably a little bit of Michigan as well. I know you have your own podcast. You are the podcast uh, with a couple program. other, you are the program. You are not, the program, the, you yeah. are the podcast, but you also <laughs> are the program. Uh, yes, but, but, you know, you've watched both these teams probably enough and you've, you've seen Michigan strengths. You've seen Michigan state strengths and weaknesses. Like where, what has to happen? What's the ideal scenario for Michigan state to pull it off? I think I mentioned this in my podcast as well. I think, um, you know, Michigan obviously doesn't start out hot. They're kind of a, you know, a, a, they have a slow death to teams that they'll make you think you have a chance in the first quarter and then win by 40. So I think if we can keep it close within 10 to 14 by halftime, um, or, I mean, obviously, or bleeding, that'd be great. But, um, and then winning the third quarter, I think if you're on defense, um, getting a three and out or at least a stop 
um, on a stop in their offense. And if, if you are an offense trying to get a score, at least a field goal or a touchdown um, to start the third quarter and just kind of sw- uh, switch the momentum quickly in the second half, I think would be really big for us. Brian, to that, to that point, and I've heard talked to so many players before, and when you're the favorite, if there is like a certain expectation, and, and I will say one of the things I've been impressed with Michigan the last couple of games is their Minnesota game. I think it was maybe 10 to three after the first quarter, Indiana, they're down seven and nothing. And you can, a lot of times if you, you put that, that negative energy, the, the anxiety on the favorite, like, Oh, you know, why are you not rolling over this team? And I've been impressed that Michigan has not reacted that way. Like we're just going to keep going out there and doing what we're doing. And then boom, blow the doors off of them. But in this rivalry, to your point, if the, if Michigan state were to either get up or be close at the half or something like that, do you sense that, that there could be Michigan, like, why are we not rolling these guys? We've been told all week we're supposed to beat these guys. Like, how does that shift the the way that you go out there and execute? Yeah, I think I think Michigan has done a very impressive job of being able to stay focused throughout their their the last couple of weeks in their games and being able to blow out teams that they should. Um, but I, I think that is a great point. Um, this is a rivalry that can be emotional, um, and that could maybe get in their heads a little bit, hopefully if it's a close game at halftime um, and maybe some mistakes are made um, on the Michigan side and hopefully the Spartans can take advantage. All right. We're going to have to ask you. <laughs> okay. We got, we're going to throw our predictions out later on in the, in the pod. So what do you think? What are you, what are you going to call it? You're going to go Homerism. You're going to go realistic. We can do shake. Us no, up. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going Homerism. Um, <laughs> Good if boy. We're, if, if we're looking at, if we're looking at a Michigan state win, I don't think it's going to be, terribly high scoring. So I'm, I'll say like 24, 21 MSU. Okay. I like, I, Hey, I probably won't say that, but I'm glad you did. Yeah. That's, well, I you, mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say Michigan's going to win. I can tell you that. I, you know, so I just wish I would have been able to stand on the sidelines in a uniform just once to feel like I actually was a part of the program. I, I'm not, and I didn't. So did you ever, and what is the Spartan tradition? It's it's coming out of the the tunnel. Is it on the north side of the stadium? We only have one tunnel. Yes. Okay. But we don't fight people in ours, anyways. Well, <laughs> I mean, you fought people. Continuing, in ours. continuing. So, <laughs> yeah. So you come out, you come out of there, and I think D'Antonio is doesn't he lock the arms? Is yeah. that what he like runs yeah, they, out and the whole thing? So, um, you know, you you have the mentality, and when you come out of the Michigan, because I mean, the, the game that you won in twenty seventeen, like you're coming out of that Michigan tunnel after they've run through. Yeah, I. I I've got to imagine that there's no better feeling uh, than just being a football player and coming out in the stadium, man. Like I, I, that's the one thing as a member of the media, you never like how many times you've been down on the field. I've been on the field for the ends of so many great Michigan victories, uh, but you're never like coming out with the team, right? I mean, it's, that's what every fan listen to this podcast. Every fan out there is like, what does it feel like just to come out there? And what does it feel like to go up the tunnel after you just pulled the big victory? Yeah. I mean, we, we've had some pretty good victories in some good places. When we played Penn state, we played at their place. Um, Dalton Davis. Played at Michigan, got a victory, never got a win at Ohio state. But um, when you first run out and you see, especially like the night games and you see the crowd and how them booing you and all that, you, you love that. And when you're at home, everyone's cheering you on. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. And especially when you win at the end and you're able to, um, run back up the tunnel as quick as you can get back in the locker room, sing the fight song. Um, it's a lot of fun. Well, Brian, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, you are the program is a podcast out there. You want to give him a follow. That would be awesome. Thank you for your time and, and go green brother. 
I'm with you. Yes, sir. Let's get, let's, let's, let's shock the world. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Justin, what I love about those two interviews, both guys kind of talked about the mentality going into Saturday night's game and how it's really how even our opening for the podcast, throw out the records, right? You got to prove it on that particular day. And Lewerke saying, Hey, we're going to, we're going to have a mentality this weekend. We know that we're the underdog, but we're going to be dialed in. And JU admitting that he saw that film. He's watching film in 2016 of a bad Michigan state team. And yet he shows up on the field on Saturday and he's like, where, how are these guys playing me tougher? Why are these guys stronger? So that like, he's expecting a closer game. The work he's expecting a closer game. Stranger things could happen. I know it's a 24 and a half point favorite, but this could be a tighter game than people are thinking on Saturday night. It could be. And the thing is, is this is every single year, every single year, especially when Michigan's maybe the more dominant uh, team going into this game. And there's been years when Michigan state's been, and I've been way more like, you know, pumping my chest about Michigan state's chances in it. But every time, and I, I bet you, you could agree with this. Every time your team's been the dog in this game, the closer you get to game day, don't you start to believe a little you bit do. more? You do. I have no reason. And that was during the Rich Rod and Brady Hoke era that I, I was even believing. I, I don't even have a head football coach. And I think Michigan state can win this game. So that that's where like yeah. now, the stars are going to have to align. I think Michigan is going to boa constrictor the hell out of Michigan State. I think this will maybe Michigan State, and they've done it before in the past where they've come out, they've had a nice scripted series. They go down, they score the first game or points of the game. Maybe they get Michigan to have to punt the football, go down, make it a 10 nothing lead. This is one of those games where it till there's four minutes left in the game and Michigan State has a two touchdown lead or a two possession lead. Am I going to think they're safe to win this game? It's okay. going to take, yeah. it's going to take 48, 40, 55 minutes of gameplay yeah. for me to actually think they can pull it off. Cause it's going to have to get to that point at the end of the game where there's just not enough time left. Yeah. And yeah. whatever's the scenarios well, are going well, on. It's, it's a little bit. If you watch the lions, Tampa Bay game from last week, it was as a, as a lions fan, I kept on thinking like, is Tampa going to make the run? Is Tampa going to make the run? And there was like seven minutes to go. And then there was like four minutes to go with like four minutes to go. You're like, they just don't have enough time. Like, right. Even if they score, they're going to try to get an onside kick. They don't have any timeouts left. Like the line, like, all right, the line's got this in the bag, right? And like, that was a good feeling with about four minutes to go. I'm hoping as a Michigan fan, I'm expecting it to be more than four minutes to go. It'd be great for my nerves, my energy. If it's like the whole fourth quarter, I'm like, all right, we're up by, you know, 24 points or, or 28 points or something like that. That has been the talk this week, but I, as we get closer and closer to the game, I'm not going the other way where I'm saying like, oh, they're going to lose, but I'm going a little bit like, hey, I think it, it, I'm not expecting 52 to seven. I'm not expecting 49 to three, but let's, before we get to the predictions for our team, our game, there is one massive college football game this weekend. Top five matchup, Ohio state hosting Penn state. Whoever wins this game suddenly is the co-favorite with Michigan to win the big 10. And it kind of, you know, whoever wins this game, then the game against Michigan, whether it's November 11th against Penn state or November 25th against Ohio state becomes that next game on the schedule that everybody's looking to where this probably decides who wins the big 10 East. So who do you got? I think the Buckeyes are favored by four and a half. I think I got Penn state. I I've just seen too many chinks in the armor of Ohio state so far this year. And while Penn state hasn't necessarily like, I mean, they've, their offense and their defense are playing at such a high level that I haven't seen as many stalls as I've seen Ohio State have, if, if that makes sense. Now, who 
who knows, right? It's at the shoe. Now it helps that it's a day game instead of a night game. You know, if that was a night game, I would certainly give Ohio state more of an advantage. Uh, same way that Michigan going to Penn state this year at noon is like, oh, Penn state could have a night game. Like what a significant advantage that would have been. But I truly, truly believe that Ohio or Penn state and Michigan on November 11th is going to de- determine the big 10. I think Ohio state's just, they're breaking in a new quarterback. They're running it. Their injuries. They're just, they're just not that same Ohio state team that we've seen yeah. in the past for the last. And I think decades, that it's yeah. finally Penn state's turn to sit at the big boy table and actually stay there for yeah. a minute. Okay. What about you? You're taking Penn State. I'm taking Penn State to cover. Yeah, I mean, for sure. The last time James Franklin beat the Buckeyes, I believe, was 2016, and it's when uh, Penn State ended up going to the the Big Ten title game and won the Big Ten title. Um, he got a lot of runway from that. I mean, that was a year that they actually got smoked by Michigan, but he won a Big Ten title. He beat Wisconsin, I believe, and since then he's kind of been. You know, last year he had a nice bowl victory, but he's been really, you know, relying on that early success in his career to build his reputation. And so, yeah, it's, it's time for them to beat the Buckeyes. If they don't beat the Buckeyes and they lose to Michigan, then he's essentially going to be what he is, which is a, which is a 10 win team that can't beat the big dogs. Yep. Um, I think they're going to get it done. I really like drew Aller, the, the quarterback for Penn state. I like him more than Kyle McCord. Yep. The Penn state defense is absolutely legit. I think they're going to have more success than the Buckeyes will. I'm going to take Penn state by, uh, I'll take them by, by six points. Okay. Six points in this one. So, so that two, Penn Penn State State two Penn State victories. And then, so before I give you my prediction, I got to, I got to, got to give a shout out for my hat. Now <laughs> it's a great hat. If you remember these hats, when, when, yeah. if you're a millennial or an early millennial like me, these were the rage they back were, in the day. They could yeah. put like, you know, like Spartans or Wolverines. And you know, you if you have one of these, this belonged to my grandfather, my dad's dad, who wow. went to Michigan. He started the Michigan State Rose family tradition. Back when it was still like the MSC, like before or the wow. MAC, like they were the Michigan Agricultural College from upstate New York. So shouts to Jim. And because I'm wearing Jim's hat today, I think Michigan oh, State don't do it. Don't do it. only loses okay. by 10. Okay. I think it's a closer game than maybe I would have thought earlier in the year. Like I said, I went back and I kind of thought about some of my comments about how I want them to win like a hundred to nothing. So it never happens again. Part of that still rings true, but at the same time, I can't actually believe that Michigan State is as bad. And we've talked about this. The numbers, Michigan State has lost four football games this year, but they were in all of them numbers-wise. And this is the best opponent they're going to play, Michigan. Michigan is the be- Michigan State is Michigan's best opposition to this point. I don't think Michigan State's got enough to beat them, but I certainly think they have enough to stick around and make this somewhat compelling. Okay. For a while. I don't, okay. For a while could be five minutes. It could be 50 minutes for a while. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I've used a lot of big words this week, bludgeoning, massacre, manslaughter, all those different things. And, and maybe that'll come to fruition. And as a Michigan fan, I would love it. If again, I'm going to the fourth quarter and the score is 42 to three. And I'm just, and my wife's probably going to bed at this time. Cause she's not, wanting to watch this and my, I get my proverbial congratulations from my father-in-law. Like you guys played really well. Uh, that would be great. As we get closer and closer to the game, I have been around this rivalry for 43 years. I know how it starts to eat at you and all oh, they, they are going to play their best football game. So I'm not going to go with the massive blowout. Okay. I'm going to predict 38 to 17, a 21 point victory, which doesn't cover the spread. 
um, but would still be a very satisfying satisfying victory. victory. And I think that Michigan will be up enough by the time we get to like the seven or eight minute mark of the fourth quarter where I'm not Michigan State's going to somehow pull some rabbit out of their, out of the hat and and pull this off. Like I'm going to feel with about seven, eight minutes to go in the game. I'm going to be like, this one's in the bag. I can have my glass of bourbon and just enjoy myself. I will be at a wedding. Uh, shouts to uh, who the hell did that to you? A Michigan fan, actually, and a Michigan State grad are getting married this weekend. Perfect, perfect Sutton's combination. Bay. Yes. So yeah. I will be handing them the I love you, but you're an idiot podcast to listen to uh, as they get yep. ready for their nuptials later on Saturday afternoon. Um, so we won't really be uh, locked into the game. I'm sure I'll probably rewind it unless it was a horrible defeat. I probably won't go back and watch it, but uh, it's going to be fun, man. And you know what? Have fun this weekend, guys. Yeah, yeah. For, if you're going to the game, have Tailgate a good time. Your Tailgate your butts off for us. Have a drink for us. Uh, go up and introduce yourself to another group. Of, again, I, I, I'm really galvanized by that article that the MLive put out. And yeah. like, it is so true. Like, we don't have to always agree on everything when it comes to this rivalry. But God damn it, it's fun. I'm having a great time. This whole week, I've just felt like better than I have in years past. It just, even when other media pundits are bringing up like the tunnel and stuff, it, it didn't seem to have as much like hatred and venom as it had in the years past. Maybe it's because Michigan State's just not very good right now, record wise, or or what? Or Michigan's got bigger things. Whatever, that's fine. But man, I I I'm I am truly enjoying the the rivalry week this week, even though it's been a little bit more downplayed. But hey, we still got time. Well, and I and I will be as a Michigan fan after this week. I will be rooting for Michigan State to pull off two more the next two victories. I think it's Minnesota and Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and have some success and, and, and finish the year six and six if possible and, and do those type of things. And then I'm going to be really curious. We're going to talk a lot more about it. The coaching search. Sure. Um, I'm gonna be very curious who, who they hire, because if they hire the right guy, it's not five years down the road. It's 2025 that Michigan state can really, I mean, could look at right. Putting something together, challenging Michigan, challenging you know, the, the way that the portal works, the way that NIL works, I, I'm not saying that they're going to be, you know, going toe-to-toe and, and even spread in 2025 with Michigan, but they can turn the program around pretty quickly. It used to be you had to give a guy five years. Now it's like two to three years for them to really do what they need to do. And I'll put it, I'll just put it this way. To, there's only one consistent in college football, and that is change. Because mm. it, the world will continue to move. I mean, Jim Harbaugh, is he sticking around? Is he leaving? I mean, I think he's staying. He should. Why wouldn't he? But my point is, Michigan State will figure it out, and I love what J.U. said, and I hope that there are more players. I know not all players are going to agree with that. Rivalry is better when both teams are playing good. Yeah, it's are. just it's just a fact. It's it, it, I don't care if you don't dis- agree with it. It's fun when both these teams have something online. So, Good luck this weekend, brother. This you is too. why we did this rivalry yeah. podcast in the first place. We will come back on Monday. We, we will. We yeah. will. We will. I don't Regardless know how happy. I don't know how happy one or both of us are going to be. It'll be. It'll be interesting. So I love you, man. But you're an idiot.